Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It was a pleasure to have this guy on. He's my representative, uh, District 21 Republican, the great state of Texas, Chip Roy. Chip, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great, Joe. Hope you're doing well. I, I am. I saw this article earlier. You and I were talking about it. Uh, where Miranda Devine over at the New York Post, you know, the same Miranda Devine that that broke the Hunter Biden laptop story, and then the New York Post was not allowed to even have a Twitter account for a while, and you and I couldn't share it on Twitter, and you couldn't, it was nowhere in the news feed on other social media sites. They've apologized now. We didn't really mean that. It was just a mistake. But uh, the, the Hunter Biden laptop story was immense. She's written a book about it called The Laptop from Hell. She's now talking about a, a way, and I listen, I, I pay attention to politics. You know I do. She says there's a way to that Republicans in the House and Senate, I guess House specifically, can force Biden and this administration to do something about the border. Now, you and I both know that Pete Buttigieg is lying about the border. So is Kamala Harris. So is uh, um, uh, Karine, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre. I don't know that Biden's lying about it. I don't know that Biden really knows what's going on at the border. But the administration is misrepresenting what's happening at the border. And we highlighted it by sending people to all sorts of liberal areas that claim to be sanctuary cities. So is it true, Chip? Can you guys force Biden's hand? If so, how? Yeah, well, look, this is always the case. Uh, the founders, namely James Madison, wrote about this in Federalist 58, gave us the power to use the spending power, the power of the purse, to make sure that Article One members of Congress, right, the, the first branch of government, can exercise their power to check the executive branch, to check the tyranny of an authoritarian in the White House. Right. So it was very specific. It was very purposeful. Yet Republicans have been cowering in the corner now for two or three decades, saying, oh, they might say that we want to shut down the government. Hold on. No. What we're saying is the simple question should be asked of every Republican. We have a funding uh, expiration on September 30th at the end of this week. And now we're going to have bills put in front of us. Are we going to support the funding of the Department of Homeland Security, which is $60 billion annually, Joe, $60 billion annually? Are we going to support that funding when they are literally purposely refusing to enforce the laws of the United States, resulting in the endangerment and the death of Texans, as well as the very migrants they say they are championing. Right. I say we shouldn't do that. Miranda wrote about that properly. She was also talking to my friend Stephen Miller from the administration who's been talking about this. Uh, my friend Mike Lee in the Senate, myself in the House, we've been talking about this for two months saying, guys, why are we going to fund the very government that is at war with the American people? Why are we going to fund the very programs we campaign against? Don't do that. And at a bare minimum, okay, at a bare minimum, if you don't have the cojones to step up and pick a fight on the border or pick a fight on vaccine mandates or pick a fight on anything at all that the American people care about, can you at least only vote for funding that pushes it into the next Congress rather than kicking the can into a lame duck in December to give Democrats another bite at the spending apple? Right. I'd say that's the path forward. We can do it. Miranda wrote about it, and uh, that's what we should be doing. Yeah, but how can you do it? It's Chip Roy, District 21 Republican, great state of Texas, uh, chiproy.com. H- how do you do it? You guys don't have the numbers in the House. So, so, so it goes from the House to the Senate, and the Senate would have to stop it? 40, 41 in the Senate. We have 50. You only need 41 in the Senate to say, hold on, we're going to demand change. That's it. If 41 in the Senate would stand up and say, you guys need to turn people away at the border and enforce our current laws, and here's how you're going to do it and then we will fund the government, then uh, we could get change. But they refuse to use that power of the purse to force change. Why would you write a check of $60 billion for the year or, or, or say, $20 billion for a third of the year to the DHS that refuses to secure the border? I'm like, Joe, like, this is the thing. People are dying. 72,000 Americans are dead last year from fentanyl. That's more than the entirety of the Vietnam War in terms of U.S. casualties. 
So I'm a little sick and tired of Republicans just sitting around pacifists, just sitting around going, oh, well, you know, I guess we can't do anything. Yes, you can. You have the power of the purse. Stop funding the government that is at war with the American people. Uh, 41, uh, 41 Republican senators yeah. could stop this. They refuse to do it unless we make them. Those watching and listening, make sure you get a hold of those senators and let them know you want them to hold the line. Here's the problem, Chip. You and I both know that the big media, social media, big academia, everybody's going to scream from the highest mountain. Look, Republicans don't want to secure a border. See, they're not going to fund the, the, the DHS without that. We can't do anything at the border. Look, they really want open borders to win elections. You know they're going to say that. Sure. So you put forward a bill that fully funds the Department of Homeland Security and includes a rider that says you will turn people away with the exception of people that you have fully detained for the entirety of the adjudication of any claim they might have to asylum. You put in that language that tightens the definition of asylum and you say you will work with Mexico with a return to Mexico a migrant protection protocol program, just like the President Trump was using. Voila, you would immediately uh, solve our border crisis. I'm telling you, that's literally all it would take. You would immediately stop the flow. If you just started turning people away instead of putting a big sign at the border that says, come on in, doesn't matter if you're associated with a terrorist country or terrorist organization, doesn't matter if you've got a long criminal history, doesn't matter uh, what your, uh, you know, uh, likelihood of moving fentanyl into our border is because you're beholden to the cartels. Uh, You just come on in. That's what the current administration is doing. And again, I want to remind people, 72,000 dead Americans from fentanyl. We have people that are getting abused in Texas. We have migrants that are piling up dead bodies, almost a thousand in South Texas and along the border um, in ranches. We have cemeteries being built. We have mobile morgues. We have little girls getting sold in the sex trafficking trade. We had a stash house in Washington, D.C. with 73 people in it, 12 of whom are kids. And now the D.C. city council and mayor are complaining about Governor Abbott delivering a few hundred to D.C. Give me a break. It's Chip Roy. Uh, he's District 21 Republican, great state of Texas. Go to chiproy.com. Does a great job. Chip, are, are there enough uh, um, conservatives in Congress yet? I know you've got Republicans, but they still like getting the martini lunches. They still like going to the executive workout uh, you know, gym. They want to be in the club. They want to be in the K Street Club. Are there enough conservatives like you, like Mike Lee, like, like several others we can name, Gates and MTG and so on? Are there enough who really just don't care uh, to be part of that group? They care about putting America first? There's enough to cause a stink. There's enough to create some pain for the Republicans that won't fight. Uh, That's what we're doing. And look, it's not my first rodeo. I put out a letter about a month ago, and my friend Mike Lee did it in the Senate. I have 42 on my letter, including myself, so 42 of us. Mike has 14 in the Senate. And what we called for, we kind of jumped ahead. We knew Republicans wouldn't pick the fight they should pick this week to secure the border. So we jumped ahead and we said, can you guys just sign a letter? that says you will not give Democrats the ability to use a lame duck to advance Democrat priorities. Can you just agree to force a clean CR into January or February, a CR being a continuing resolution to fund government into the next year? And we've gotten 42 in the House, 14 in the Senate. Why why aren't all Republicans on that letter? That's the question you ought to be asking. Why aren't all Republicans willing to say, oh, look, are you willing at least to not give Democrats the pen again. If you're not going to be willing to pick a fight on the border or pick a fight on vaccine mandates or pick a fight on the energy uh, destruction of this country or pick a fight on 85,000 IRS agents, can you at least just not give Democrats the pen again? This is what we're going to keep doing. We're picking a fight now. We'll pick a fight in December once they punt this to December, which is what they'll likely do. And then I can promise you, if we get in the majority, that there's a rude awakening coming for Republicans who think they're just going to kind of waltz through this and uh, just kind of kick the can over to the Senate 
uh, we're going to force some change. It's Chip Roy, District 21, Republican, great state of Texas. We always appreciate the time, uh, Chip. Back to Article 1 for a second. Um, yeah. Obama historically said and very famously said, I've got a pen and I've got a cell phone. I'll just go around Congress. And he did. With DACA, that was illegal. He literally said, we know they're here illegally. We know that uh, that these people should be adjudicated and should either be deported or something should happen with them. But instead, I'm going to defer the adjudication for childhood arrivals. And he kept on kicking the can down the road. Give us a little bit of money. You can now compete shoulder to shoulder with Americans for jobs, for school, for tuition, for in-state tuition, and so on. It could have been called in then. At that point, Congress had every right to check and balance the executive and say, you can't just say the law doesn't matter and avoid that. So if they didn't do it then, why would they do it now? Well, it's a great question. I want to rewind the clock just for one second, Joe. One of the first things that I did when I was in Congress was introduce the Article One Act, also again with my friend Mike Lee. Yeah. Now, I did that when Donald Trump was in the White House. I did that intentionally to pull back on the emergency powers being abused by the executive branch. Right. We have emergency authorizations that have been in place for 40 years. Now, in this context, I supported what Donald Trump was doing with using, using dollars to fund the emergency to build a wall. Yes. I supported that. But I didn't want it to be endless. So I introduced legislation at the time to say, guys, Congress is going to have to re-engage on this because you can't use an emergency to set something in place indefinitely. Now, that matters now because now Biden's in the White House and I'm pretty consistent on this. We ought to be pulling power back from the executive branch. They should not be able to use executive power. They should not be able to use emergency power to force all sorts of policy changes, just like we're seeing with the whole vaccine situation, just like we've seen with the abuse of power in terms of using the executive branch to force people. They tried to force people to get fired from private sector jobs. Crazy. They've been firing our men and women in uniform in the false name of supposedly minimizing the transmission of a virus, which you can't even protect with the vaccine. You can't protect the, the, the transmission of the of the virus. So this is what I think we ought to be doing, pulling that power back. That's also why I'm picking this fight to defund tyranny, defund and stop the funding of an executive branch of war of the American people. Our fundamental power in Congress is to use tax dollars appropriately. We should stop printing and borrowing money as Republicans to fund the very things we campaign against. It's absurd. It is. It's uh, Chip Roy, U.S. Representative, District 21, Republican, great state of Texas. Uh, let me finish up on the border here. Corrine Jean-Pierre said, it's not like people are just walking across the border, when of course they are. Um, uh, Harris said three times in an interview with Chuck Todd, um, the border is secure. She said it three times. Um, Biden keeps acting like this is not really a big deal. And then when you start sending you know, these illegal aliens to different very liberal sanctuary cities and states, they start freaking out. Now you're playing politics with human lives. And I've noted one change they've made, and I don't know if they did this on purpose or what, but suddenly it's people from Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua. So those are people who might literally have a legitimate asylum claim because they're getting away from tyranny and persecution and, and possible death for their beliefs. That, that, that just happened. Now they're claiming nobody's coming from the Northern Triangle. Nobody's coming from Pakistan. We know that's not true because they were just caught here. Um, nobody's coming from, from Mexico. They're all coming from places that have tyrants in place. Did you see that shift happen, Chip? You see the game they're playing, right? They're saying that these, these people now, all of them, all two million in the past year, suddenly have an asylum claim when you know, as well as I do, 90% really don't. First of all, uh, it is they who are playing politics with the lives of human beings. It is they who are using them as pawns uh, to be able as basically for crass political purposes, moving across the border. Number two, uh, the idea that what's happening at the border are asylees or asylum claim is not backed up by actual evidence. 
Uh, the vast majority of the people coming across the border are seeking a better way of life, and God bless them for it. But they do not qualify as a rule. There's some exceptions uh, under our laws for the credible fear of actual persecution okay. for their religious beliefs or their political beliefs. That's a different thing. That's supposed to be the standard. We're supposed to adjudicate that. But here's the actual tell. In Eagle Pass right now, there's a facility that's about four acres. We are moving about 1,200 to 1,500 people a day through that facility, processing them. I've been there. They come in. They get a shower. Stuff gets put in the system. They get moved through. They show up in a room where there's two rows of computers, ICE and Border Patrol, and they get run through there, and they're then given a notice to appear, or they're just granted access on parole. They are not processing asylum claims. They're just releasing people into the United States under these uh, loopholes and just dumping them into the United States. Well, I, I got to stop you. That that is news to us, Chip. I've never heard that. I was yeah. I, I thought I was under the impression that they processed them and processed their asylum claim and then then gave them some sort of notice to appear that was a long way down the list because there weren't enough judges. They're not processing asylum claims at all. The, to the best of my understanding, the last time I was at the border in July, when I was in Eagle Pass meeting with Border Patrol with my own eyes, looking at the facility, taking in the information, they were. I was told very plainly. They are not processing for the most part. There's probably some exceptions, but the vast you know, numbers coming in, the, the 12, 14, 1500 people coming in, they're just being processed, released into the United States under notice to appear or parole, which were supposed to be limited exceptions wow. to be able to deal with certain circumstances. And that matters because everybody's going around. Oh, my God, these are asylees. Look, I've been down at the river. Yes, there are a lot of people. I asked a whole run of people coming across. Where are you from? And it was heavily Cuba, Venezuela, Colombia. Yes, because the word's gotten out. The whole world, come on, come to the border. And then the cartels are making a lot more money to move those people up from South America, up through the Northern Triangle and through Mexico to the United States. So, yes, we're getting more of the people from those countries. But here's the other part about asylum. Even if you're claiming asylum, which we're not processing, there's something called safe third country, which under the asylum laws means if you've gotten to another country that is not persecuting you, right. then you're not supposed to flow through to the next country. You and I talked but, about this. They should all still be in Mexico because Mexico correct. was offering them what they're asking for. They're coming yep. here for a better job, more money, uh, a bunch of stuff at the grocery store. They're not coming here because they're fleeing for their lives. You're abs- you couldn't be more right, and I'm so glad you said it. They should be stopping in the first country that offers them that. Why right. aren't they? Well, because we have basically opened up the the entire process under this administration, refusing to enforce the law very specifically and purposely to open up the floodgates. And so they don't want to work with Mexico in good faith or work with Mexico by pressuring Mexico, as President Trump did, uh, using economic power, whether it's tariffs or uh, our exports of energy or anything else. They're not doing that to force the question. Instead, they're just taking everybody, letting them come in and then processing them in the United States. And it's purposeful. And look, that's bad for the migrants. Yeah. There are people dying. There are kids getting sold in the sex trafficking trade. They're getting abused. We had 53 people, Joe, in San Antonio. You you and I live here. Yeah. They died in the, basically in the oven that was a tractor trailer in the summer heat in Texas because these fools want to go around patting themselves on the back in the false name of compassion that they're somehow awesome for migrants. It's crap, and we should call them out on it, and we should stand up for a sovereign nation that is better for the world. And by the way, it's better for Mexico, better for the Northern Triangle, better for the Western Hemisphere. You want to beat China? Stop weakening the Western Hemisphere and allowing China to exploit it. 
push our rule of law out instead of importing lawlessness in. 100%. It's Chip Roy, uh, District 21 Republican, great state of Texas. He's my uh, U.S. representative, and I appreciate all the work that you do for us. 45 seconds, maybe, Chip, but I, I need you to fill me in on this father in Pennsylvania, yep. a pro-life father who had his door kicked in by dozens of FBI agents. What was his crime, this guy? Yeah, so what we're told, we've only got the loose facts. We're sending a letter to DOJ demanding the facts. We have a father of seven in Pennsylvania. The FBI greeted him, I think, Saturday morning, give or take a day, uh, basically to arrest him. They had 25 to 30 SWAT agents show up with guns in front of his family, arrest him. Why? Because he was at a, at a an abortion clinic uh, last fall, maybe a year ago, uh, and he allegedly pushed somebody because that guy got in his kid's face. This is not a federal crime. A state court had already kicked this out. I'll, of course, wait to see all the facts, but we're going to go press DOJ. This is another abuse of power by the federal government, or at least that's what it appears to be. Again, as a former prosecutor, I like to wait on the facts, but this I, I see no reason for the FBI to be in the home busting down the door. Well, I don't know if you bust down the door, but showing up with 25, 30 guns, SWAT agents, um, you know, going after a, a father of seven because of some altercation at an abortion facility. The same DOJ that's ignoring the, the, the parent or the, the abortion, not yeah. abortion, the pregnancy centers that are giving options and giving safe haven for, for girls that are pregnant, they're, they're ignoring the attacks in those facilities. Amen. That's exactly right. All right, brother. We appreciate you, Chip. Come back again before the election. I want to reiterate to people that they must, they must, they must get a hold of their Congress member, whether it's Senate or, or House, because our voices do matter. It's Chip Roy, District 21 Republican, great state of Texas. Chip, thank you. God bless, Joe. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate Chip Roy coming on. You know, I've had a lot of people ask me during the break if I have a list of the the center. Only 14 are signed on to this letter. And if I have a list of the, the those in the House of Representatives, I've contacted Chip and I'll see if I can get those letters and find out who it was that signed on. It's pretty clear, though. You can let your senator know that he or she needs to step up and close the border. And you do so by saying, we're not going to fund you unless you promise you're, you're going you're gonna to abide by the laws. That's it. We will fund just the law enforcement, not this other garbage. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show.